Welcome to episode 16 of the final call here on Radio Massoid. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Fantuccio. With me today, as always, Ben Mesothelioma and the man with the easiest name in the room, Jason Snow. Guys, how are we? He won't let up on you. We're getting really creative. I honestly really like these, these little... Yeah, names. I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't do it if it, they weren't like fun. Like ninety percent of them I've never heard before, so it's very humorous. Thank you. Yeah. So before every show, I go on like a medical dictionary, and just search for the goofiest word I can find. <laughs> Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if. It but plays mesothelioma, out. I didn't have to because like there's so many commercials for them. Sure. So many mesothelioma commercials. Understood. L- loud and clear. Speaking of breathing heavy. Um, <laughs> what? I don't know. Speaking of, what, what kind of segue was that? I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, why don't you introduce the segment? All right. So uh, Sunday <laughs> afternoon, Celtics Lakers, an entertaining ball game, guys. Uh, very back and forth, um, and, and a game that we all expected to be exciting, but I didn't think we anyone thought it'd be this close from such a young Celtics team. Uh, Jason, what are your takes on it? I was really impressed with Jason Tatum um, in particular. I know that's been well documented. That that was his breakout game. But to be in that game, being outscored your bench 43-16, to no Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum 41 points on 12-20 shooting, to kind of like carry that team. And Jeff Van Gundy mentioned this during the broadcast and props to him for pointing this out. But he was driving aggressively, and last year I think we would have seen him pull up for some of those like awkward, twisted, contorting mid-range shots that are like not really efficient. Uh, but phew, that that game against the Lakers, he drove it all the way to the hole, stuck a few threes. The only problem I have is that he might have been tired, and I understand that. But he sat for the first five minutes of the f- fourth quarter, and I think that was a time where the Celtics really needed him, mm-hmm. and he was just on the bench and. I, Credit to Brad Stevens. I think he's a great coach, but I would just tweak that a little bit. But no Kemba Walker, pretty much no bench, and you're still in that game late. Props to Jason Tatum and the Celtics. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. Jason Tatum was phenomenal. I mean, LeBron after the game said that he was a problem. And, (laughs) I mean, let's start that nickname. Jason Tatum's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I kind of like that. Yeah, the problem, because Shaq called uh, Paul Pierce the truth after he dropped 42 points, and LeBron calls him a problem. Embiid's the process. Tatum's the problem. I like it. I honestly like it. But Jason Tatum, I mean, to your point, Jason, completely carried the Celtics. 60% shooting from the field, 57 from three. That is lights out. And like you said, he was driving. Like, he was being aggressive. His footwork, he looks like he improved a lot. Yes. Like, oh, my goodness. And some of the players he carried, I have to mention this. I'm sorry. But, like, Mark is smart. What are we doing? 36% from the field, 14 points, 3 assists. I need more from you, pal. And you're uh, you're defensive stalwart, so they tell me. You only got two steals Okay, a little more than that, we probably would have, uh, Celtics probably would have won. Also, Hayward. Oh, he sucked in this game. He was awful. 40 minutes played, led the team. Only 10 points. That is pretty abysmal. 33% shooting. Boy, uh, I don't know if he's uh, nursing an injury that we don't know about, or he's just, you know... It was just an off night for him, but I mean, that was just... I think a little more from them would have... Made a huge difference, especially down the stretch when the when the score was real close. But I mean, gotta give all the credit in the world to the Lakers. Obviously, right. Anthony Davis was unbelievable. I mean, just like 
he didn't have that many blocks, but he had so many plays on the defensive end that just completely just shut down the Celtics. Uh, he completely locked down the paint. And, of course, i got to mention LeBron. I mean, clutch at the end. Goat. He's, a, he's not the GOAT. He's, he is the second greatest player of all time behind Michael Jordan, who okay. viewers right now cannot, cannot see me, but I am wearing a Michael Jordan jersey. So, anyways, yeah. Tatum was great. Tatum was fantastic. Hayward played well. Not Hayward. Uh, Brown played well. Yes. They were without Kemba Walker. But the rest of the Celtics team, it's a little concerning to me, especially this bench. Mm. Because I think you could say, that, like you said, when Jason Tatum was out for the first five minutes in the fourth quarter, and it's mostly bench players out there, Brad Wanamaker, Ennis Cantor, uh, Semi Ojale, like the Celtics might have one of the worst benches in the NBA. In, in, juxtaposition, in juxtaposition to what their starting lineup is. I mean, and I think that's going to be a real problem for them going forward. In all fairness, though, Ennis Cantor only played five minutes. Yeah. So, and he usually gives you about I don't know, fourteen points, ten rebounds. I know that's not a lot, and of course they would have liked to get in a close game. That's a lot, right? Yeah. And of course they would want to get like a Marvin Williams, but he already signed. Reggie Jackson already signed with the Clippers. But I mean, are we looking at an, potentially? I'm not confirming anything, but maybe an Isaiah Thomas comeback. I mean, we need some punch off that bench. Ooh. I'm just throwing things out. I, don't know. I I like it. Um, yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, at this point, when you you, you need scoring off the bench, but how's his hip? How's right. how was he really? Like, how good was he really in Washington? How would he do in Denver? Not too great there. He didn't last long in L.A. Right. But it, I think it's a it's worth a shot. The only thing I don't like is do we really do the Celtics really need yes another yes? You know what I'm gonna say? They need another score. Bench score? Yes. No, no, no. Oh. Undersized, high volume score that's not really, you know, hung his hat on efficiency. Doesn't matter. They need scoring. They need scoring. But Kemba I kind of see him. where Jason's coming from, though. You can't play Kemba and Isaiah Thomas on, on the court at the, same, at the same time. Yeah, you couldn't. There's not enough height. And also, I mean, they're they're good offensively, but then defensively, that's a huge liability. Yeah. And Isaiah Thomas but he is going to be barbecue chicken. He, he doesn't need to play 20 minutes a night. He doesn't need to play 20 uh, 25 minutes. He's he's that he's just a little bit off the bench that you need because you don't have no other scorers off the bench. But like how? But how much of a help is that really? Because after the Celtics, when he went to the Cavs and he, when he was I at, get it, in Washington, like, I mean, how much of that? I don't think he's the same player. I just don't. No, but what other options are there? And if the Celtics want to make like, yeah, I think they'll compete in, in the playoffs. But I don't see them getting out of the East. I don't see them winning a seven game series with the Bucks. I don't think the yeah the, because they don't they don't have the they don't have the bench options. I, Toronto has a much deeper bench than they than they do. And to your point, Andrew, it's certainly worth a try on a minimum contract. Yeah. you don't have to give right. Too like, much. I mean, I'm not saying he's the best option. I would have right. much rather have had uh, Reggie Jackson. I would have much rather have had uh, Marcus uh, Marvin Williams. I would much rather have had those guys. I would have I would love the Celtics to go out and have done something at at the deadline. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now you're down to Isaiah Thomas. And, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? He doesn't work out for you? I mean, Brad Wanamaker's not really a... Right, you're bringing him back on a minimum salary. <laughs> the Celtics would, would boot him twice in, like, three years. I mean, I'm hey, I'm open to anything, really. Right. Uh, you know, the Celtics clearly need a, a, a deeper bench for the playoffs. I mean, I think Philly... Philly the Celtics might be able to beat, but like I don't. Oh, see no, the, Cel- the Celtics will wipe the floor with the Sixers. I don't. They'll wipe but the floor like with them. the Bucks, I'm sorry, the Bucks are going to no, smoke the, them. You run into the Bucks, yeah. 
Hey, Mike, I think it could go seven games. I think that series with does, the Bucks. I don't even games. think it would go that far. I think it would. I think five or six. They just have too. The Bucks have too much length, and their defense is just unbelievable. And like, there's nothing you can do to stop Giannis. I mean, you can just you know try and clog the lanes. But, but like, now the Celtics have more scores than they did last year. There's, their bench is still atrocious. That's true, but we saw last night what Giannis can do. He only made five. He shot five of fourteen and still beat a really good Toronto team by double digits. And that's because they're they're good top to bottom. And also, I think I think Coach Budenholzer really got the the Bucks like clicking on all cylinders. Because I mean, he last season too. I mean, he was great in Giannis's MVP season. Right. And I think it, he doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. But g- going back to the Lakers, though, I. I wasn't really impressed with AD other than his shooting threes ability. He had a couple of spot-up threes, which I was impressed by, and LeBron is his usual self. But I think with the chemistry and the depth and everything, I, I'm i more impressed with the Lakers so far than the Clippers. And honestly, oh, absolutely. I, I, agree. I think the chemistry between LeBron and AD could overcome kind of like the modern wing model of the Clippers. And honestly, I I would not be surprised if the Lakers w- went to the finals and potentially won it. I mean, I agree. I wasn't too high on them in the offseason. I picked the Clippers and the Sixers to go, but I'm I I kind of like the Lakers at this point. Now, I don't know how much of I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I think the the Lakers this season so far have looked much better than the Clippers. I don't know how much of that has to do but with But the Clippers have had so many injuries. That's like what they, I'm they saying, haven't right. had a, injuries. Paul they've George They've had like what 12 different starting yeah. starting lineups so yeah. far this year. Paul the, George has been injured. Uh Kawhi is load managing. So like how much of that really, you know, it's it's the postseason is really going to be the big test. Yeah. How are they going to play against the league's best when it matters most? And until then, we really don't know because, I mean, injuries. the injury bug got them this year. But the, the Lakers, they have been very impressive. I mean, uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron, obviously. But, like, Avery Bradley has been productive. Danny Green has been productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, who kind of looked like like uh, someone needed to put a missing person report out for him before the All-Star break. He's suddenly <laughs> starting to, yeah. like, find his footing again. So, I mean, they look good. They look really good. I hate to admit it, but they look good. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we think about how, how how far can this Celtics team really go? I think they get eliminated by the Bucks eventually. They're going to run into a buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. But you, where do you guys think? What's the ceiling for this team right now? And what do they have to add to get to get past that? Or what are they, like, what's, yeah. Um, well, I think... I think the Celtics could make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I just don't see them beating the Bucks. I think they could beat the Raptors. I think they could beat the um, Sixers. Uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, there's really not much competition in the East. I think Brad Stevens is still a really good coach. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league. Mm-hmm. I think he's uh, you know, up there with Mike Budenholzer for the best coach in the East. So... I see them running into the Bucks and losing, and I mean they could take them seven games, but just the way that the Bucks have been playing recently, they are they are hot. Mm-hmm. Like they, everything they're they're shooting is going in. They're moving. They're they're setting screens. Like they're just they're everywhere, and it's so hard to stop a team with a tempo that plays at such a high level. So I think when it comes to that, uh, the Bucks are going to be very hard to stop. But Eastern Conference Finals, I think the Celtics could make it. I agree, I agree with you. I think we're destined for a Bucks Celtics conference finals. The only and M- Milwaukee's shown this before to us. Excellent regular season, analytically unbeatable in the regular season. But Giannis, he's 
not particularly dominant in the regu- in the in the playoffs. We've seen him against Toronto, and if the Celtics get that version of Giannis, like he played last year in the playoffs against Toronto, I think the Celtics really have a legitimate shot to get to the finals. If if Tatum plays like he did it on Sunday, and Kemba stays healthy, and Gordon Hayward, I swear, if he puts up. 15 to 18 points a game in the playoffs, and Marcus Smart is a defensive hound. Mm-hmm. I'm And Giannis plays like that playoff versus Toronto. I, I got to say, Celtics by a little. That series versus Toronto, though, was also great game plan by the Toronto Raptors. Really because was. And Kawhi Leonard also was on the team, and their defense was just all over Giannis, and they had a very unique way of guarding him. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. I think if the Celtics can, can kind of like... Uh, make their own version of that defense they have a chance but if Giannis has worked on his game I mean who knows how much uh, he could he we could pull know. something out in yeah. the playoffs we have no idea a, a lot of things have to go right but exactly this Celtics team they're a good story right now Jason Tatum's playing fantastic he's going to be a top five player in the league next year I think next year next with what the way he's okay. playing right now that'd I mean, be awesome to if, see. if he continues on this pace I mean, he put up 36 last night against the Blazers, 41 points against the, against the Lakers. Mm. He's carrying the Celtics team right now without uh, Kemba Walker. And yeah. the scary thing is, if it wasn't for Kyrie Irving, he'd probably be even better. I think Ky- Kyrie Irving being on the team kind of stunned not only his growth, but Jalen Brown. Uh, yep. Yeah. I agree. So. He's playing defense. He's, he's hitting shots from all over the floor. But he's, there's no one else on this team that's running with him right now. He can, He's too young to carry a team through a, through a playoff series. Exactly. And yeah... The, He'll have Kemba. He'll have uh, Jalen Brown. But where's Gordon Hayward? He's so inconsistent. He was terrible against the Lakers. He only put up 12 points last night against the Blazers. Mm. He was really good against the Wolves. For some reason, that guy loves playing against Minnesota because he always plays well against them <laughs> for some reason. But the Celtics don't have the depth that the Bucks have. Yeah. You've, if you look at the—they're going to run into the Bucks at some point in these playoffs. But, but you have to admit, side-by-side, side, starting lineups— I mean, it's hard to not give it to the Celtics when Tice yeah. is playing well. Yeah, but I think deeper bench, and right. I think you can. The Bucks are able to do more. They can shoot. They're a better shooting team. In Giannis, Giannis. Plus, and to your point, Bucks would have the best player on the floor in that series. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, you there's if, if it's not Giannis, there's Middleton, mm-hmm. there's Bledsoe, there's the Lopez brothers. I mean, the, the Bucks are a deep team. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as we want to put Giannis on a pedestal. He's got a roster built around him, right? You know the Celtics. They're they're a, they're a, they're a three man team right now. Maybe if Hayward can finally find some sort of headspace where he's not you know back and forth between every game between sucking and being really good. I mean, he's a former All Star. Former All Star is the point. Exactly, but like he's just gotta he's just gotta get back. I understand he had that really ugly injury that put him back. But no, like, but, but how, that was three years ago at this point. Yeah, how, he's got to. He's got to. Come on. This, how yeah. long do the Celtics want to hold out for him? And do they really want to rely on Brad Wanamaker in the playoffs? Definitely not off the bench because no, that's not going to get anywhere. This the they're a good team, but they're not getting out of the East. They're just not. Yeah. They have, they have Milwaukee and Toronto in front of them. They they will wipe the floor with the Sixers. They'll wipe the floor with, with Indiana or any other team. But I mean, I, even Miami might give them trouble. Yeah, Miami's going to be one of those sneaky teams in the playoffs. Yep. But this this Celtics team isn't deep enough. They and you know it's a shame they didn't go out and improve at the deadline or add anything through buyouts because this this is a team that could go far if they did. Coming up next here after the break, we're going to get into the NFL Combine. Well, 
the uh, NFL scouting combine. Uh, is Jumbo Joe really so jumbo? I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure that out oh after God. the break here on the final call. How old can you be and still donate the gift of life? What age is the right age to be an organ and tissue donor? Think you're too old? The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services wants you to know any age is the right age to register. More of us are able to be donors and recipients into our 50s and beyond. Learn more about donation. Find out about the lives you could help. Go to organdonor.gov or call 1-800-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. You're listening to Radio Massasoit. We play your music the way you like it. Massasoit Community College is located in Brockton, Canton, and Middleborough. Massasoit Community College, changing lives for 50 years. Jumbo Joe. That's right. I don't know. Is he is he really so jumbo? I don't know. That might be a problem for him. I don't think it's going to be a problem. No, it shouldn't be a problem. But the, just the fact that people are, are citing that his hands aren't big enough. Give me a break. Like, like he, he, the guy should still be the number one overall pick. Obviously. I, I'm actually really surprised he's even, he's even like, working out the combine. It, uh, I think people are just trying to, to find things to pick at him. Because before this, what was there to pick at his game? Not Not, much. Nothing. Not much. Nothing. The guy won a Heisman Trophy and the national championship, went undefeated, set the record, the college football record for most touchdowns in a season. I mean, hello. This guy is not going to be a bust, and I'm already hearing. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Uh, no, there's no, a hot let's, take. Let's let him talk. Let's let him talk. Go ahead. I said he's not going to be a bust. Okay. I know. That's a hot take. Like, the guy hasn't even played a snap in the NFL. He's like, he's not going to be a bust. He's not. This oh. guy was running a, a, a professional offense in the college ranks. Yeah, against and college made, defenses. Yeah, and he made the best defense in the country look childish. Against college defenses. Listen. This guy can throw. It's been proven. He's not going to... It's just... It's. I'm already hearing people on the radio saying, you know, oh, you know, his hands are small. He's, his accuracy is going to be, you know, iffy at best in the pros. I don't want to hear it. No, Please. Hand, uh, I'm saying his hand size shouldn't matter. No, but, but people are already bringing it up. I Well, because that, that, that's, it's only around this time of year where people cite hand sizes for quarterbacks. When was the last time anyone ever t- talked about Brady's hands? Or uh, Pat Mahomes. And Pat Mahomes was cited for having small hands at the Combine. Brady has big goat hands. He's got hooves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. But, no, but like you're saying he's not going to be a bust. You're already saying that. Yeah. Oof. I don't think that's much of a stretch. I really don't. I, I, think the, I think it's a stretch when the guy hasn't played a single snap of professional football in his career. That's fair. I, I think the bust guard is there. I, it's there, but I think it's... I think it's there to, to be a little bit only because I think Cincinnati is kind of pressured into taking him and we've seen how quarterbacks especially quarterbacks that are like long tenured in college transfer I and Cincinnati's dysfunctional to begin with I think there's a chance there that he doesn't pan out the way that we all expect that a number one pick would I mean I still wouldn't pick a number one overall I've been saying this for months but that's just because he's a quarterback and I think your first round pick unless he's bona fide like he is 
a blue chip kind of prospect. And I think I'm not sure if Burrow is. You don't take that in the first round. You got to take a your first round draft pick needs to be a player that can instantly change your performance on the field. What? Chase Young, for example. I think if the Bengals drafted him, he could make an immediate impact. We, we talked about this before, but like, what's the point in taking Chase Dan, um, Chase Chase Young if he's not going to do anything for you anyway? Like, you're not going to win anything without a quarterback. So, what's the point in taking one? Because my point is, like, look at how so many quarterbacks who get drafted first overall pan out, and when they get drafted by bad teams, they never develop correctly. Right. We look at Baker Mayfield. Look at Jared Goff right now. Sam Darnold. Sam. Do- well. D- yeah, Sam Darnold right now. Uh, Jameis Winston right now. He has never developed into that great quarterback. Marcus Mariota. These high top-end quarterbacks get drafted high in the first round don't really seem to pan out all that much, unless they're like a Peyton Manning. Then that's a reflection on the franchise. Exactly. Yeah. And there's no better option than Joe Burrow in this draft. There's no there really option. isn't. Yeah, there really isn't. I mean, Fine, maybe, maybe but no one's saying you have to draft a quarterback right now. Develop, yeah, but the, look, at the, look at like the Tennessee Titans. Like, is it a winning formula to win with you? Obviously, you need a quarterback to win, but you can compete without one. And the Bengals shouldn't be focused on winning right now. They should be focused on competing and developing a culture and developing a winning formula. And that, so then, and then you take like, that young quarterback and plug him into it. But if the quarterback's good enough, he's not going to drop to you at eighteen. If yeah, the exactly. Good enough out of the gate. You he's can always gonna, you trade up. You can trade, trade up. There's, up. there's in, free agency. And Cincinnati's not known for that. They're known for just they're, picking where they're they They're not known for that. Well, maybe if they were smart enough, they would they would, they would they, change yeah, they, their philosophy. <laughs> they're not I'm not Listen. I'm not I'm not saying that like a, every team's going to do this, but this is what I would do if you're going to be smart about it. You don't take a young quarterback out of the college ranks and just throw him at NFL defenses. They should sit behind a a, a a veteran quarterback for a while that knows what they're doing and the Bengals don't have that. Mm, well, okay, so here's my thing, right? I Joe, think Joe Burrow worked, like we said, with a pro offense, right? Again, it was against college defenses, but is it safe to say that he's a little bit ahead of the curve than all the other quarterbacks? A pro-style offense, yes, but I think NFL playbooks are much deeper. They get a, Oh, has, yeah, no question. He has to worry about audibles, reads. Like, I, the, the, it's checkers and chess. Exactly. So, I agree. I just think Joe Burrow can out of succeed, everyone. Can he succeed in that style? Yes, but the learning curve is going to be insane, and we see that with every single quarterback that comes to the NFL. Unless they're well, you know, look at unless they're an immense talent. Look at Deshaun Watson. He was thrown to the wolves, but because he's so talented, he succeeded so far in in Houston. No, he's yeah, he, I, he just needs a better head coach. I get where you're coming from, but like take um, take Lamar Jackson for example. No one thought he was going to do well, right? And then Jim Harbaugh and the Ravens built the whole system around him. If the Bengals were smart, this is how they should do it. They should get Burrow and then build the, but the best Ravens possible situation. Team. No, I know. But like, what I'm saying is the Bengals have sucked for a while. They should be able to set, you know, through trades, get, get rid of picks, whatever. Surround Burrow with the best possible cast. Surround him with the best possible scenario for him to succeed. Because, like... I think you got to draft a quarterback first because the quarterback is the most important position and everyone needs a quarterback. You can't win Super Bowls without a quarterback. I get that. So that's why that's, fine. that's why I think you got to draft a quarterback, but but I don't I don't think Joe Burrow is a can't miss prospect. I'm not saying he is a bust, but there's always the potential. Oh, we don't yeah, know there's that. always like the potential. He, he's not I'm I just I don't think it's for sure. Out of any quarterback coming out of college going into the draft, there I don't think there's ever been 
a better like no one no quarterback had had a better season than Joe Burrow had yeah. this year. And, Fine, and, good, great, and because of that, don't you think Cincinnati's a little pressured to take him because he's he's the best? Absolutely, story. the fan base is pretty much begging the Beng- the Bengals to be nearly interesting for once in a million years. The the NFL is like, all right, Cincinnati. Let's get this thing going here. You've been boring. You've been a snooze for 14 years. They haven't won a playoff game since like the early 90s, by the way. I know, but I mean, is Joe is adding Joe Burrow right now to this team? Is that going to win them a playoff game this season? I don't no. think no, but I don't think it makes them worse. No, no, no. It, no, it doesn't make them worse, but I think it it, it would stunt his development. That's what I'm saying. Exactly, I think, and that's and why that's what I'm worried about. I think he, he Joe Burrow has the potential to become a great NFL quarterback, but taking him first overall and putting all that pressure on him. You're right. He's better served going 18th to Carolina. Or he's whatever. better served yeah, going yeah. In the third round. Obviously, but if you're Cincinnati, how do you take? How do you justify taking Chase Young, who's not going to score a single point for you this year? Exactly. And you're boring again. And you're not. Gonna, you're you'd be in the same situation. If not a worse one, if you chose Chase Young over Joe Burrow. Anyone who doesn't take Burrow is gonna think like they're an idiot, basically. Yes. It's 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 like fine because Burrow is then the everyone only. Everyone else is an idiot. But no, because this, the right way to develop a team is get a good core built and then plug in the quarterback. <laughs> no. Really? Super that's Bowls what the Niners won with a great coach and a great quarterback. That's what, what what do the Niners just do? They almost just won a Super Bowl. With a coach and a quarterback. No, with a good defense and, a, and an okay quarterback. They also lost. They also lost, but they were in it what right was the, until The then. team that won I know. had a quarterback and I a coach. Know. A quarterback that's insanely talented. That Yeah. Who, who, who should have been drafted number two by the, by, the, by, the Bears. by the Bears in that draft. And they took Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> right, but what? What? what, oh, what not only, but here's the difference between Trubisky and Mahomes. Yes, Mahomes is far more talented, but Mahomes sat for a year. Yeah. Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith and had a good head coach, great head coach, and he didn't go to a dysfunctional organization. Exactly. Exactly. The Bears drafted Mr. Trubisky, and he started for them by like week three. I don't, with a, th- with, I don't even with, think with, with a bad head coach. And that's what, so far, that's what's going to happen to Joe Burrow if the Bengals pick him first overall. I, so you're saying Joe Burrow should pull an Eli Manning and say, I'm not going there? If he wants to, yeah, he could do that. I agree, actually. And if and Obviously, I think yeah. it's better served going to a better run organization. But yeah. I'm just saying, if you're Cincinnati, you have to take him. Yeah, exactly. From Cincinnati's point of view, like he's your best pick. Yes, Chase Young is good, but he's not Joe Burrow. Like this is a kid who. Well, he's, is, a, he's not the flashy pick. He's not the. But yeah, I think Joe. I think Chase Young is as good as Chase Young is as good as a pass rusher as Joe Burrow is a quarterback. No, he's not. Okay, mm. and we and we've seen teams built around a, a guy like that, Khalil Mack. How many wins has he served Chicago? They're interesting. They're all right. But he's not winning any points. He's not winning any games, not scoring any points. I would also argue that the Bears actually have a decent thing going on right now. Matt Nagy can coach. So they what have a great ha- defense. So what happens when if the Bears finally come to their senses and get rid of Mr. Trubisky and plug in a good quarterback? How far do they go then? I think if they have a quarterback, they're they're like a legitimate threat. So there you go. That's what I'm saying. So don't, so, so the Bears are a prime example for what can happen if you take that quarterback high. But like they they took Trubisky, which is they completely whiffed, is what. So like, so what I'm saying, like you said, but who that knows? Maybe Trubisky turns out a little bit better if he sits for a little bit. 
if he if he has the time to learn that offense, it isn't just thrown to a pack of he's wolves. He's had four years. Yeah, he's but, gotta, the, but yeah. isn't but psychologically, isn't that but isn't being thrown out there just like that with all that pressure instantly stunting him? I think so. I think it instantly stunts you. I think that creates it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It's for most for most quarterbacks, it really shouldn't. With a system and the, an organization as good as the Bears, he really shouldn't be having any problems. They set it up. I think they set it up great for him. They were a Cody Parkey missed field goal away from advancing the NFC Championship, and that was with Trubisky. So I think if they have a quarterback, they're a legitimate threat. I don't know, man. I I really think that you know. Burrow's hand size shouldn't matter where he gets drafted. Absolutely. Agreed. But he, I, I, just, I really don't think you should take a, a quarterback first overall. That, it, it, if you're a who's bad their, team. Who's their quarterback right now, the Bengals? Andy Dalton. And yes, Burrow is a better option than Andy Dalton. I agree. So you got to do it. The quarterback's who, the most important position. Who, who are you waiting for in the third round? I don't know, but maybe you don't have to. But for a team like the Bengals, who have nothing, their their only issue isn't just quarterback. They have a terrible defense. They had to replace an entire offensive line. I know. So what I'm saying, but maybe take the, like for example the 49ers from last year in their in the draft. If they want, if they said, okay, maybe we don't want to go with Jimmy Garoppolo, but we have a good team otherwise, right? They could have t- and say they could have taken Daniel Jones or Dwayne Haskins there, and they could have plugged him in on a good team with a good coach, and um, maybe they would have succeeded. Who knows? But they would have had a better roster and a better team. Maybe they're not the Super Bowl powerhouse, but they might go. I don't know, uh, nine and seven, ten and six with that with that team. It's possible. I, I would just I would just rather take a quarterback number one overall and not. For lack of a better word, waste a second round pick on a quarterback. I'm not really sure on. Like Joe Burrow has a at least a season that we can point at and say, okay, but ju- no, no one's their draft. But pick. no one's saying you have to pick, you have to take quarterback this year. No one's saying that. And you run Andy Dalton out there again. Fine. If, if the Bengals run Andy Dalton and not Joe Burrow out in the first game of the season, that's just embarrassing. But what if they? But what if they want to sit Joe Burrow for a little bit? If they draft Burrow first overall and sit him and let him learn, okay. I'm, okay. then fine. That's, yeah, yeah. no, but you got to get he, him. He can't. He cannot be your one A plan. He can't be. He can't start. You got to draft him though. I. Th- that's fine if he sits, but like you got to take him. You got to take, take him. He's the best player. He really is. I mean. All right. Well, let's let's tr- let's uh, move on from Burrow here because I want to talk about two attack of Iloa. Okay. Who's working out? Who probably wouldn't have been working out if he didn't have this that injury. Mm-hmm. How important is this? Is the combine for him right now? Not ver- It doesn't mean anything because at the end of the day, GMs are just going to point back at that hip injury and say, "Well, that's the red flag." I, they won't be like, "Oh, his forty time was great, despite <laughs> his hip injury." We'll just go off the forty time. They're always going to just look back at the hip injury. Yeah. Um. I I still think that you know. His accuracy is still really good. Uh, I am a little concerned about his injury history because once you get injured once, it's very easy to get injured again. And we've seen this happen with many players. I don't want to like compare Tua to like you know RG three. Um, you know these players that just their career kind of gets shortened because of injury. I hope Tua is not one of those players because I think he's a great player and he's right. a he's a very talented quarterback. Um, I mean, a big reason for why Alabama was so dominant these past few years, but uh, I think his draft stock 
did kind of take a dip because of his injury. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, because of that injury, I think this combine form is so important in showing that he can compete and he can, yeah. and he's healthy. I mean, he's walking, and I didn't think he'd be doing that by now. I think he'd still be on crutches. Just he wants, yeah. After such a catastrophic in- injury. He wants to look as spry and as loose as possible. How far do we, do we think he falls? Do, I mean, most mock drafts have him projected number five to the Dolphins, but where do you think he really goes with that injury? Beginning of the season, if, if, I thought— if, he, if the combine is excellent, if he has, like, the best numbers in the combine, where does he go? I think he goes in the first round. I don't know if it's top ten, but, yeah. Well— Honestly, this might be a little bold, but Detroit at three, I mean, they might trade down, but they, they they could start Matt Stafford again and sit him, and that could be a pretty good spot for him and just sit behind Matt Stafford for a year. What, I mean, why not? I mean, I don't think it's right to take him at three, but if he's going to drop to 20-something and you trade down, get some extra second-round, third-round picks, I think Detroit could be a good landing spot for him. Stafford's also one of those... Uh, quarterbacks in the situation where he would have a much better career if he wasn't in Detroit. And I don't, I don't think they'd be like, all right, Tua, we need you to go out there now. Yeah. You know? I think they would be like, all right, Matt, we'll give you one more year to prove it. And oh, I don't, I don't think Matt, well, we, that, that's a topic for another time. I know. All right, coming up next on the final call, we had a big reveal coming. Uh, Jason's going to leave the studio. Yeah. And Sorry, we're going to have guys. a special guest come in, and we're going to have a very big reveal. That's coming up next here on the final call before Jason Snow with the Mass Sports Sports Minute. Hey everyone, this is Jason Snow with the Massasoit Sports Minute. Women's basketball remains number two in the NJCAA poll after completing a 22-0 perfect regular season, trailing New York's Nassau University. Ty Hawkins led the way all season long, scoring 31.5 points per game. They're back in action this weekend in the first round of the Region 21 tournament against Bristol Community College. Massasoit's baseball assistant coach Jim Pereira has been named commissioner of the Hamptons Collegiate Baseball League in New York. He becomes the league's fourth commissioner since it was founded in 2007. He commented about his new position. The NCBL has been an outstanding summer league option for college players for more than a decade, and I look forward to helping it keep on its upward trajectory. This has been Jason Snow with the Massasoit Sports Minute. You're listening to Radio Massasoit. We play music the way you like it. Massasoit Community College is located in Brockton, Canton, and Middleborough. Massasoit Community College, changing lives for over 50 years. Welcome back to the program. Andrew Fantuccio, Ben Mamoritas. No Jason Snow. Jason uh, Jason is uh, MIA right now. Yes. But we have a very special guest in the studio today, Ben. Uh, do you want to introduce him or should I? This is, this should- is, this is, we have DJ Dad here in the studio. Barack. Hello. Hello. Barack Lachiner. Good to be here. Absolutely st- stunned. So, I'm amazed. <laughs> we have... Friend of the show, friend very, of the show, very good friend of the show. So Barack, you've been doing something very interesting over the last, like, say, month. Yes, I, I, you could say that. You could say that. Absolutely. So for those of you who don't know Barack, Barack is one of Ben and I's very good friends, and I mean, I, I you are one of my favorite people in the world. You oh, really thank are. You. Agreed. Too. I yes, I share that sentiment with both of you. But for the last month, you've been avoiding. Finding out who won the Super Bowl. This is correct. I have gone out of my way 
uh, I, like most people, uh, you know, work in the service industry. So I was working that night and uh, didn't see the game. Then I just kept not seeing the game. And you know what? It snowballed and I still don't know. And here we are. Okay. So what so, was the so what was the reason? Yeah. Well, why? Like why? Like why do you just go home and like? Why? It must have killed you to not know. Well, uh, there's two there's two parts of this. Part of it for me is that a I can, and b <laughs> I think it's funny and it's funny to no one else and it's funny to me and for that alone it's worth it. No, I think it's incredible just, just because you wanted to. <laughs> Thank you. I deserve more. Is my prize. <laughs> I was promised a prize. All right, so why like why not look it up on the internet? Why not just like search highlights on YouTube? Like why? I wanted to see if I could really try to remove myself from this cultural zeitgeist and completely alienate myself from the rest of society in such an odd and unnecessary way. And it, I didn't think that I could do it. Honestly, I thought I'd get like three days. Like by day five, I was like, okay, was, well, I'm going to see a post about it or something. But apparently either everybody already knew and they weren't talking about it or I'm just not looking in the right places. I thought for sure that you were going to be, that you found out. And I just thought you were, you were just like being, playing dumb basically. Being like, oh, I still don't know, but you really don't know. No, uh. Gordon Ramsay almost got me because it said I saw at the beginning of a post that Gordon Ramsay congratulates and then I shut my I threw my phone across the room. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, when you told me you were doing this, I was I was so on board with it. I watched the game, I knew who won, but like I wasn't gonna tell you because I, I wanted to see how long you you were gonna go. So the the game was played what February second or third, something like that. And today is now no February twenty sixth. Barack still has no idea who no won clue. the Super Bowl. So who who are you rooting for? Uh, I was rooting for the Chiefs. You were. Okay. Yes. Why? Uh, close to Kentucky. Okay. You're, of, from, you're from Kentucky. A lot of family in Kentucky, so that's close enough. Okay, fair. Enough. Nothing against San Francisco, you know, but you know. You just well, wanted like yeah, hometown. Yeah, hometown. Well, kind of hometown. Sort of. Okay. I hear you. So, yeah. No, that's a good. Yeah, what, what good was, reason. What was the uh, biggest like obstacle for for doing this? Like. Like what? What was the hardest part about it? You know, it, it. There wasn't a lot that I really had to deal with. It. I. I think part of it was I got really lucky. <laughs> if I'm being, being truthful, uh, I didn't. I. I dialed back how much I went out to like do things. How much I went out to go to restaurants, and I dialed back how much I like went and went out with friends, which probably was detrimental to uh, everything in my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So you were reclusive, basically. Yes, and for the sake of a joke that would I only, only I would find funny. <laughs> Barack, me. Barack, ladies and gentlemen. Do you, do you think he would do this again? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Are we gonna make this a a, a tradition? That, I, I mean, that the, you wait. <laughs> so that we're. You know, I think we, this should be, this should be a final call tradition. Every year around Super Bowl, we we don't let Barack watch it. We don't let him find out who won. Let me see how long he can go. Well, the, the implication of that is I'm never going to watch the Super Bowl for the rest of my life. That's 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 what we do for show business. Uh, you know what? There's no business like show business. <laughs> you know I'll, I'll take that challenge. I'll take you so up on that. So I, I have one more question. Yeah. So what did you learn from this experience? <laughs> no. I learned that looking from the outside in, the hype over this game is ridiculous. There is an entire season of in, absolutely incredible games and everybody just boils it down to this one thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
it's it's unnecessary, I think. You know, I mean, it's cool, but I I live without it, and I think more people could too. So. For those of you who don't know Barack, Barack is a huge music fan. Yeah. Gigantic. In fact, you're one of the, you were in the top 1% of listeners of David Bowie on Spotify. I'm in the top 1%. <laughs> Which I think of is the top 10%. <laughs> of the top 9%. Of the top 10%. Yes. That's incredible. This guy. But you're, 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 you have an insane record collection. You're a huge music nerd. Yeah. Did you watch the halftime show? And if you did not, are you sad you didn't? I had a friend who I will not name their name, but I'm going to mime what they look like. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that told me that it was imperative that I watch it, which scared me that he told me that. But I, I heard that uh, there was a little bit of controversy over it. So I, I am. Uh, so you did not watch it. I did not watch it. No. Okay. You missed out. No, because that, 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 that's part of the end of the deal. That's I, that's the Super Bowl. It's part of the Super Bowl. Got it. I, got I couldn't it, risk seeing any stats. Do you know who was in the halftime show? Uh, no. Wow. It was Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. Okay, maybe I didn't know that, actually. Maybe, wait, no. I, I, I think I, I thought I dreamed that. No, I, I Shakira yes, went, I blah, 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 and my whole life flashed before my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> of all the Super Bowls you have watched, what was the best halftime show if that you remember? Because I, I rarely remember the halftime show anyways. The most enjoyable one, I'd say. I mean, I think it was Prince. Prince was awesome. Yeah, Prince, Prince was, was yeah, cool. Prince was, yeah, I'd say Prince probably. The one where we ex we were uh, Justin Timberlake exposed Janet Jackson. That one was cool. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, that was the Carolina, New England one, right? In Houston, the in 2003. Was that that one? It might have been. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it was. I think it was. Whatever the halftime show was in two thousand eight, that was pretty cool. I don't know. Two thousand eight. Who was who was that? I don't remember. Is that Green Bay and Steelers? Oh, that was like twenty ten. I forget who. No, twenty uh, two thousand eight was. Um, yeah, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> no, that was the Giants Patriots, the first one. Right. I know, but I don't remember who the halftime. I don't show remember was. either. I do know Aerosmith did one that was cool. Okay. Bruce Springsteen also was a good one. Mm, that Black Eyed Peas one that they did was terrible. That like ruined their career. <laughs> like they, yeah, I think they, they did, did that show, and I think they like they haven't released a song as a group since. Yeah, Maroon Five they, uh, was terrible too. Oh, I did not like Maroon really Five. Me? The one where it was Bruno Mars, and he kind of let the Red Hot Chili Peppers be there. And then Beyonce was in it. That was the one Beyonce was in too. She was there. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, but it was like, like it was too crowded. It was, it was, I think it was the Seahawks. It was C, uh, Seattle Denver Super Bowl in New York. And I think Bruno Mars was the halftime show, mm -hmm. and like he kind of just had the Red Hot Chili Peppers there as like his background dancers. Like I like I don't think their instruments were even plugged in. I think they were just playing. Like why? Yeah, I think they were just just like playing along that to their Flea's own songs. He's just screaming. He's just running around. <laughs> He's just, just flexing his muscles. Ugh, this is. I can't. I still can't believe you did this. I need. You know what? I'd say that I couldn't, but I'd be lying. <laughs> You could know? you could you do it again? Like, would you be willing oh, to do it yeah, again? Yeah, absolutely. Would you be willing to do it for other for other sports? Like, would you do it for the World Series or Stanley Cup? Uh, for the World Series, probably no. I've I've got a a cousin and I who have a rivalry over the Red Sox. He's a big Yankees fan. Oh. For, but so what if I, neither team are in it? I mean, yeah, that's fair. It's probably harder I'm, though I, because I'm assuming that the Red Sox in this scenario. Are going to be in the World Series because they are the greatest team on planet Earth. Go Sox! Oh, I love it. And you think I'm? You I, think I, I'm I, biased? I know nothing. I, I'm just like, I know absolutely nothing. All right. Oh, I love it. 
I, w- I kind of want to drag this out just a little bit longer. We're gonna we're gonna reveal to Barack who won the Super Bowl. But I want to I want to just I'm really dreading this moment. This is, this, this is <laughs> kind of what I have going for me right now. Please don't take this away. <laughs> it's listen. It's for a good cause. It is for the clout. It's for the it's for the clout. It is. You know, should, it's for the should, human fund. We should. Oh my god! We should. It is for ch- it is for the tens of fans that tens we have. We're, we're gonna, we should start a charity for this. Like we should like you know the more people people donate, the more Barack wa- like the longer Barack goes without the longer I out. figure out who won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, and then we just like we donate it to like a, a good cause, if a, a food pantry or I think we could like we could start a charity. <laughs> <We're gonna laughs> I don't know. How the, we could. I don't know how the NFL would. Respond to encouraging people not to watch. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a very Bowl. good point. Watch the Super Bowl challenge. Yeah, it goes viral on YouTube. Oh my, oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay, I think it's time. It uh, is time. I, All right, I forgot to cue up a uh, drum roll effect. So I hey, I could I could I could probably put one in post if you want. We'll do that. All right, we'll add a drum roll effect in post. And so don't edit this part out. I want I want that. I want I want our fans to know. Yes. Okay. Also, really quickly, please remind me who was in this game. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, all right, good. Just, and it okay, was, right, 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 yeah, right, Patrick right, Mahomes right, right. and I did, Andy Reid. I did Reed. my job. I did my job. Yeah, yeah. All right, wait. So actually, before... before <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, by the way, just so everyone knows, just fell onto the floor laughing and dropped his headphones. <laughs> so before... Actually, <laughs> dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Did did you have like a prediction? Did you, like did you you know who do, who do you think won, and why? Who do I think won? Like you're rooting for the Chiefs, but who do you think won? I before I had started to watch the like to not watch the Super Bowl, which I don't know how you would do that, not to start watching them. <laughs> uh, I thought the 49ers were gonna win. I just thought you know seems like seems like the time you know it's gonna happen. But I, I uh, started a series of Facebook posts that all uh, ended in Go Chiefs. So uh, yeah, I saw I saw a bunch of those. <laughs> it, was, it was like yeah. I was. Um, oh, for those who don't know, I uh, was making Instagram posts where every day I would say it's it's day like day six. Still no idea. I'm secluded. <laughs> and then it would be like something. I'd say something like like esoteric, and then it'd be like Go Chiefs, <laughs> drifting Ooh. into the void. Ooh. So, are we ready? All right, we're ready. So the drum roll has started. The it winner is. of Super Bowl 54 yeah. between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs is the Kansas City Chiefs. Absolutely. <laughs> Bet it is. Oh, the man. Chiefs won. They won by a <sighs> It was the, the final score was what? 32? No. Let me, let me pull it up on my laptop because I'm, I'm... The I'm, Chiefs won in the fourth quarter. I'm yeah. a bad host. I'm a very bad it host. It was... There was a big... They were down by ten points at one point. Really, it was twenty we're to ten. You, we're gonna let you watch the highlights. We're gonna, absolutely so, I love, you, so I love you can to. so you can get it, and we'll we'll have you watch the uh, the uh, halftime show too. I might watch the Super Bowl when I get home. Did you record yes. it? Yes. Uh, yes. Very and, intriguing. Are you avoid rec- watching the recordings but sending your DVR. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, I'm really yeah, yeah. not. Well, the day, well, because I knew the day was going to come when you know I was going to find out, and it, I it, I could have done this indefinitely. I just would have secluded myself more and more and more and more. Right. Yeah. You just wanted to come on the show. And I just wanted to come on the show. and Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, Barack is a, is a friend of the show, and he, he uh, he's a great guy. Also, uh, do, you have, do you have anything to plug for us today, Barack? 
no, <laughs> I have absolutely nothing. This is kind of what I was doing. This was what I was plugging. This is what I've been plugging. So for the final score was, 30, was uh, 31 to 20. They were tied 10 to 10 at halftime. Yeah. Uh, and the Chiefs came on a, a historic run. There, and then yeah. they were down by 20. No, they were down by 10 entering the fourth quarter. Really? The Chiefs were because the Niners were up 20 to 10 at the end of the third. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the Chiefs just went on, like, not not in a, a historic run, but a pretty good one. Really? It was a few, a few fi- episodes ago, actually, we uh, talked about it on the final call if you want to listen to it, Brock, because <laughs> we, we give our takes on the game. But yeah, no, the. Uh, I would say the final five, the final eight minutes of the game were very exciting. Really? Final eight minutes. And the rest of it? Just like kind of... It was kind of slow. It was, uh, I don't know if it slow was the right bad. word. I mean, it was a good game. It was, it was fun to watch, but I mean, it wasn't like, you know, it was 10-10 at halftime, kind of low scoring. Um, Niners choked. Yeah? Yeah, Niners, Niners kind of choked. Yeah. If you had to boil it down to a sentence, would you just what would you say? Would you just say Niners choked? Well, I would. I, it was more. Yeah. Choked. Mahomes uh, is going to be the greatest player in this league for the next decade. Wow. Yeah. wow. Based off That's based off that game. Big. Claim. He, and he big had an claims. ugly. He had an ugly first half. He had two interceptions. So like, yeah, he wasn't playing great, but he he bounced. It's not how you start. It's how you finish, and Absolutely. he bounced back. All right, and that's all the time we have here this week on the final call for Batman Reedus, Jason Snow, and our very special guest Brock Lucchiner. Yes, Brock. I do have something I want to plug. Actually. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if you uh, kind folks would, uh, if you would go listen to my friend uh, Amanda McCarthy, she's a great, uh, she's a local local gal, and she sings and does a lot of stuff. And uh, check out a uh, label and or records. That's and slash or. That'd be a lot of help. You know, you're rolling out the red carpet for me. You offered. I'm gonna plug it. <laughs> All right. Great. So, Thank you, Barack. For Ben Maridis. Jason Snow, Brock Lachiner, I'm Andrew Fantucci, signing off here on The Final Call here on Radio Massasoit. Oh, and as always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Final Call MCC and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, that means Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So once again, for everyone here in studio, this has been The Final Call here on Radio Massasoit. Go Chiefs. Some kind of way out of here Say the joker to the thief There's too much coffee